You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to all your Illuminata news. Magic and the occult world have a huge hidden hand in the power dynamics of politics. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to all your Illuminata news. In today's video, we ask the question, is Trump a chaos magician? Yeah, it's Trump a chaos magician. Total, 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 total. Oh, we lost Donut right off the bat. <laughs> I don't know. Is he Donut? Well, wasn't expecting this. What the heck was that Yo. all about? What the? We break bro, you the disconnected. Internet. Make your, sure your mic disconnected, bro. You're coming out the wrong mic. <laughs> oh, okay, one second. That was crazy, bro. What that is was that? crazy. I'm All right, scared, yeah. Donut. Okay, uh, you know, let's break the internet here. Let me do that again. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tune into all your Illuminati news. We are here with the homocologist himself, the one-on-one podcast, going over a wild, fascinating topic on meme magic. Memes. I mean. This gets deep into the occult, into science, and this gets really deep. Gets really deep. Yeah, that was wild. Play, play the video, you coward. Yeah. So this vid, this video, is going to be a live stream on the topic. I made a video over on the Patreon about like a year or two ago, and it just. There's so much more information to play <laughs> on this on this topic. So obviously what we're going to be talking about today can relate to anyone and not just not just Trump, but any politician, any actor, any celebrity, anyone can really use this. And we're going to be drawing from this book that I had sent Donna R. Kirk Packwood. <laughs> Mimetic magic. I'm getting some feedback, Donut. You got your, yeah, dude. This, 
having technical difficulties. Is it Chan? Is Chan to blame? I don't know. It's the blame. I don't know. So for those that want to read more about it, you know, the nitty gritty, they can check this, this book out. You can find it online. It's free. Mimetic magic, manipulation of the root social matrix and the fabric of reality. Now it's kind of fluffed up and we're going to break down what all these things are. And everyone knows what a meme is. We've all have been exposed to it. And we're going to paint a picture as to, in my opinion, Donut, how this might be a sort of evolution of a magical system and how it might be. I believe. What are your thoughts, Donut? What do you actually think is going on? Like all videos and everything aside, what does Donut think is actually happening when it comes to these celebrities, these occult rituals? Like what what are your true thoughts of like, this is what's happening? Like straight to the point. I think there's a lot going on that we don't know about. And this book right here that you just brought up, you sent to me the mematic magic manipulation of the root social matrix in the fabric of reality. This was published in 2002. So it was written probably in the nineties. And a lot of the stuff it talks about with meme magic can be traced back to Terrence McKenna, the Rockefellers, Timothy Leary and the deeper you dive back it goes into some shaman stuff as well that the shamans are where the memes are coming from and I just want to get the definition and the etymology of meme out of the way because everyone thinks of a meme they think of an internet meme which is the pictures with the words and they usually invoke a certain type of feeling it can either make you laugh. It's very relatable, right? Straight to the point, very relatable. It's funny. And you brought up that thing that everyone collects them. Or you have you have what they call meme checkpoints whenever you're on social media. It's like, stop right now and show us your most recent meme. So they're essentially, and you think about it, dude, when it goes viral, it's insinuating that it's like a, a virus of some sort, an infection of some sort right? Like this viral phenomenon. It's kind of, kind of bizarre, but a meme is what everyone knows it as right now is an amusing or interesting item, such as a caption picture or video or genre of items that is spread widely online, especially through social media. We have the grumpy cat meme. We have various different memes. That's an internet meme. The actual term meme which was, I'll bring up who, who came up with it here in a second, is an idea, behavior, style, or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture. So essentially, it is, a, it is information. And memes spread throughout culture. They, they can even create culture. So right there, a meme is a basic element of sociocultural language or thought which writes the programs producing the framework of the mind or the subconscious. So at its core, that that's alchemy right there, bro, where you are purifying something to its, to its smallest form. So you can take culture and you can purify it all the way down to a meme, which makes the bigger wow. picture. And that's alchemy because you're taking and you're projecting something from lead to gold, or you can break it down from gold and, 
you know, everything is composed of atoms, essentially. So you're able to break it back down. And the people who understand this, that culture can be broken down into individual units. Happy birthday, Donut, by the way, bro. I completely forgot that it was your birthday today, dude. Yeah. So happy birthday to you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the people who are able to manipulate these memes, these structures, those are the mimetic magicians. And that is mimetic warfare, mimetic magic, whatever you want to call it. And those are the people we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be giving some of the physics as to why that is, how that works. And I'm going to be bringing in some square magic, some sigil magic. We got some sympathetic magic, alchemy, all that good stuff. Right. So like the beginning of this book that you sent me, it really highlights how this goes back to the shamans. The first chapter is shamanism and memetics. Am I saying that right? Memetics? Memetics. Memetics. You're doing a and, good job, Donna. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I started off with a rusty start, so make sure you smash that like button and share this video out. We got a big presentation for you today because this is super deep. And no, this, I, I like to, you know, start off saying, no, this isn't some leftist uh, Trump derangement syndrome video. This is actually looking into meme medic magic. And uh, as America is a republic, first off, it was started as a republic and democracy is demo, which is the mob rule. Uh, so there's a lot of confusion with words in our society. But who is really winning, uh, I guess it's a 50-50 battle with the mimetic wars going on now for ideas and ideals. But you sending me this book, Mimetic Magic, it's starting off with the importance of shamans, right? You got this shaman who was escorted to take these pictures by the police. He was escorted for a reason. And then you have a shaman at Davos right now doing a ritual. So all the shaman stuff's popping up. Marina Abramovic as well called Trump the greatest magician because shamans told her this. I'm going to play these two clips real That's quick wild. to start it off. Yes, very wild stuff. There is a group of shamans there who do something called collective dreaming in solitude for a long time. The shaman told me that actually the best thing happened in this planet right now is the Trump to be the president. I said, how is this possible? Is the best thing to happen? He said, yes, because, because he's so irrational. He's so crazy. That's actually create that awakening that we finally wake up. He's the, the magician who wakes us up. <laughs> oh man, I, that, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it going. Though. I'm gonna keep it going. Smash that like button. Can you pray for me after watching that? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Can you pray for me after watching that? <laughs> yeah. Whatever that lady was, she's a demon, dude. Right. So that was Marina Abramovic saying she spoke with shamans. And now here's a shaman uh, at Davos. He was 
the most notorious insurrectionist at the Capitol, the QAnon shaman. Effectively being led through the halls of the Capitol for the QAnon shaman to then take those famous photos. The tape show, the Capitol Police, they helped him. So we can't hide the fact that shamanism plays a big role, especially with this book that you sent me. Now, memes are coming from shamans. So what shamans did, and I'm not dissing shamans at all, this is where memes are coming from. So a shaman, from my understanding of reading this book, what they would do is they'd go out in isolation in a spirit animal, like a frog, like a Pepe frog or a fly or something like that would come to them and then they would get a rock or a stick or something to resemble it. So that became the meme. So this is sort of where it's stemming from. And I think it's just very interesting that you got all this talks connected to elections and politics with shamanism and all that. And it's interesting, right, that you're, you're mentioning animals and essentially shamans are able to walk between veils and interact with. With spirits on the other side, I guess that's that's the way I've come to understand it as well. So they they're they're void walkers, essentially, they're able to walk. And can you pause the last frame of that video that you were playing again very creepy donut very right there at the on the ground that's that's a mandala bro that, that that's that's a mandala right there on the ground i mean and millions of people is fox playing this millions of people were were looking at this and we'll get into what mandalas are able to do here in a, in a little bit but they're able to look between veils go into other dim dimensions interact with spirits and Animals is an interesting one because, bro, the animals have been playing a role since the very beginning. I mean, if you look at the story of the Garden of Eden, you have the snake and sometimes you have the eagle, right? So we're talking about ideas being revealed. And essentially, it's been about knowledge and that sacred knowledge since the very beginning, right? So you have the animals. And what does Alex Jones always talk about? Dude, let me play this clip here. Alex Jones always talks about i don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay the frogs okay the first set of magic squares which we'll get into the evolution of magic squares was revealed to the emperor on the back of a sea turtle so we have this idea of animals again presenting these ideas to people which they later take and they evolve it into magical systems now because animals are seen as some sort of guiding spirits if you will and again th this is according to the lore and what we're what we've been reading the literature but it's interesting that we have what is it is it pepe the frog or is it keck the frog are you yeah, so are you familiar i'm happy you brought up the frog i want to kind of connect this real quick to the right right the the right is known to have the frog and then you got the left who does the spirit cooking, all, all leaked Podesta documents and whatnot, Marina Abramovic. And Marina Abramovic was doing these rituals with Lady Gaga who opened up the ceremony for the inauguration for Joe Biden. So you definitely got some deep occult magic happening on both sides. Now, the frog, you brought up Alex Jones with the frog turning the frog's sus. 
it's not just Alex. You even got Jordan Peterson, right? Is known as Kermit the Frog, is which is real? a frog meme as well. So there's so much connections to the frog. And what I'd like to point out is that on these Wikipedia sites, <laughs> they're, they're calling it synchronicities. But Pepe would be Kek in mythology, which is primordial darkness, also known as Kuk, Kek, Keku, which is symbolized as chaos. So it's a chaos. So, you know, is this a chaos magician, chaos theory? Terrence McKenna, who predicted these memes, I mean, he looks like a frog and he was doing the studies, you know what I mean? But I mean, there's also a, a weird connection of synchronicities with frogs, you know, turning them sus so they can't reproduce, I guess. I don't really know how that goes. But this was such a huge internet meme. But that's sort of happening now. Childl childless future. Birth rates are plunging as millennials decide against being parents. Well, this is happening because of the ideals and the culture war that we are currently in. So I'm not saying that this is a bad thing that we got, you know, these these frogs out here uh, because there is a culture war happening and it is used through the memes. Right now, men are becoming less fertile. Right. What do these look like? You know, they look like tadpoles, which turn in the frog. So well, I, that, I and, believe and the yeah. frog as well, Donut, the frog represents that that sort of metamorphosis that the the it's interdimensional in a sense because the frog starts in the water and is able to then go outside of the water so it starts in one element and it ends up in another almost like again like that shamanistic sort of thing where they're able to transcend and pierce the veil and i always wonder do whenever i go out fishing and I pull a, a fish out of the water do you think it, it's tripping and it thinks it's like in another dimension being abducted <laughs> by aliens <laughs> I don't know, but I just watched it. It's always sunny, and he has to tell some truths. So he's all like, "I ate a toad, and I didn't know what it was thinking." I've ate frog before. Have you? I have. I think so. What is that? Escargo? Is escargo frog or no, is that that's, snail? That's snails. So frog legs. I some snails. I ate frog legs one time at a Chinese. I was in New Jersey at a Chinese buffet. And my dad's friends were like, oh, yeah, yo, have some of the have some of this chicken right here. And they're like trying to egg me on. Obviously, they're all watching. So to, to wait for your reaction, then it's like, I think, oh, that's actually frogs. It tasted fine, you know, but the frogs is also part of the 5-MeO-DMT. So you have Mike Tyson and different guys who have come out and said, like, if you lick the toad, you don't actually lick it, but you... You know how they extract the 5-MeO-DMT, right? Don't right, right. So they're getting this um, spiritual experience, hallucinogenic yeah. experience through the frog venom mm -hmm. or their butt. No, not their butt. They're, they're they don't glands. lick the butt? <laughs> their anal glands? Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But like yeah. frogs in memes, I, somebody wrote froggy and made me think of froggy fresh. Like, whoops. Froggy Fresh is like a known meme rapper. I'm the baddest of them all. Oh, this guy. Yes, 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 yes. With the boogers and everything coming out of his nose. Because <laughs> I am the baddest of them all. 
if you ain't got money, then I don't mess with y'all. If yeah. you see your girl, and he's all like, he's all like, <laughs> yeah. No. The scary part Shout about these fresh. The scary part about these guys is that you don't even know if they're being real or, or not. I think if, if they're putting on an act or not. And that's the scary part. And I think that, right, that's the chaos element into it where you throw everything out and you you just stick to whatever you want. You make your own sort of system. So when, when you talked about the animal connection, mm. I'd put insects in there too. And it just made me think of like the evolution of the magic squares because the, the quadromancy has always been something that has interested me because of John D and Edward Kelly and all these guys that were interacting with entities through the use of these squares. And you know, speaking of secret societies, here we have my fellow, my, my homunculus paranoid American. Welcome to the stream, bro. What is a juggalo? I don't no. know what I'm down with the clown and I'm down for life. Yo, what up paranoid? Are you down with the juggalos one? I oh that that was a long delay, bro. I would not I'm be not, opposed I'm, to being down with the I'm juggalos, not, I, dude. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. Look, this is the thing: is that if people are coming up on here, which I don't think anybody is, but because of the title is Trump a chaos magician, um, it is good to question your own reality. Yeah. As I'm a juggalo, and I've questioned the juggalo reality, so it's not hard to do; it's easy to do. And it's fun to do, to move your thoughts in your brain into different aspects of stuff. But we're going over, Paranoid, chaos magic. Is Trump a chaos magician? Hell yeah, he is. Are you kidding? That's not even a question, bro. That's like just the general statement. I mean, he's a catalyst. He brings chaos to a situation. That part feels objective. Like, that's not even subjective at all, right? Trump enters the room chaos ensues the magic part is just up to your own perspective but the chaos part's right there in front of you now what does it mean order out of chaos so this i mean i'm i'm the resident freemason so take it with a grain hold of on, salt hold on, hold on i got you i got you illuminati go confirmed there we go okay homunculus confirmed there we go just just play them all just hit yeah. it just hit Juggalo so confirmed. The actual phrase, um, order out of chaos, as it comes from the Scottish Rite Freemasonry in particular, that phrase, as I've understood it, basically means that before Albert Pike came in and sort of standardized Scottish Rite, it was an absolute, you know, um, super show. I don't know, I don't know what channels we're streaming live to, but it was, we're on it was an absolute we're clown on show. Yes. Okay, it was it was a total clown show. And it was essentially like anyone that wanted to just say that they were bestowing grease on people, they could just confer degrees and they would go door to door. They'd knock on people's houses. I think we've gone into this before. And they would be like, oh, what's that? Juan just came by and he said that he's got 17 degrees. Well, we got 18 degrees and we're 50 cents less. And like it was legitimately that bad, like door to door vacuum salesman style. And it got so bad that they Albert Pike helped standardize it. And that's where that phrase comes from, order out of chaos, in that like the Scottish Rite Freemasonry was just absolute chaos. And then Albert Pike came in and he gave order to it. Now, I, I already understand the other interpretations that like Freemasons cause chaos and therefore cause like create their own order out of it, 
which is a of something that predates a lot of this, I think. Like we're a talking Hegelian Hegelian dialectic. Yeah. Well, if right. I was a Freemason, which I'm not, and I was know, to be you just asked, don't admit it. If I was to be asked that same question you asked, don't that don't ask paranormal American, I would probably say the same thing. That's the <laughs> that's the exoteric explanation, paranormal American. Do you can you tell us the true definition, bro? Don't look. He's taking a sip. He's taking a sip of of whatever that is. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so you know, I, I'm happy that we're getting into this because it goes into what we've been studying, where it is about thoughts in the mind affecting reality. So chaos magic goes into the mental plane, the spiritual realm, in a sense, which I believe in these fourteen phenomenons that happen. Um, as a very uh, right-brained individual myself, that I'm, I, I, you know, creative Pisces sort of, you know. Um, but Donald Trump, I'll play a clip of uh, two clips real quick on how synchronicity sort of works. Kamala Harris is calling him the chaos. I'm going to play that clip. This just happened a couple of days ago. Kamala Harris, she says the next election comes down to competence versus chaos. And it's going to be the choice between respecting our democracy, what is about competence, versus chaos. Now, Trump, going into the new thought of, I'm going to play that clip because the clip will probably explain it. Notice it was competence and chaos. Both start with C, so 33 there. Well, and it's it's rich just hearing uh, Kamala Harris. Well, because they're I, they're I, I going for that. that. They're going for the whoever wins is going to be the forty seventh president, which goes into a lucid, lucid forty uh, seventh proposition of Euclid. 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 Yeah. So I'm gonna play one more clip going into how chaos theory sort of works um, with Trump's connections to the positive thinking movement and Masonic stuff as well. Using the mind to shape realities and outcomes. Chaos magic is using the mind to shape realities and outcome. Trump is known for using the mind to shape realities and outcome with positive thinking by his mentor, Vincent Pale, a 33rd degree Mason since he was a child. Chaos magic and positive thinking are similar, getting material results with mental thoughts. Two of Trump's weddings took place at Vincent Peale's place. Clinton went to Trump's weddings because Trump owned the Clintons. Oprah Winfrey was supposed to be Trump's vice president. Oprah does the same Yoni symbol, that Illuminati symbol that we see Elon and Trump do, which is the 666 pyramid, and Oprah stayed home for 322 days for the secret society of Skull and Bones. She who brought the secret law of attraction to America and the world and she's also interviewed abraham hicks oprah winfrey network an anagram for new world order oprah winfrey network own is nwo new world order yeah so it goes into uh all this with uh chaos magic you see all the different politicians using elements of this even if it is javier at the World Economic Forum, known for his tantric sex. Yeah. So you know he's going into a lot of the occult studies. But chaos... The ma- too. That there's the animal connection there, the dog. And the dog is the one that is with the fool in the tarot. 
uh, card of the fool. So you have the dog connection with this particular figure and right. You have Shiba Inu, you have all these other meme stonk stonks, the meme stonks. You have the dog there in the Mithraic sculpture, which again, it's so all it's powerful. All yeah. I'm happy you brought the dog up because it's another animal and Elon rose the power through the memes, right? Trump rose the, the most powerful position on the planet, arguably, as the U.S. president using memes. And Andrew Tate became the most Googled man on the planet, and he rose the power via memes. So you can see that there is something happening, and we can tie it back to chaos magic, to meme magic, and this goes back to Shaman, some people are saying this is the first meme of 2024 with Cat Williams. And he's wearing the Ishtar Chaos Magic symbol right there on his chest. Is he partaking in this? The black and white checkerboard duality? I don't know. But I got to give a shout out to Gary Lockman as well, as he wrote a book called Dark Star Rising. And he was the guy who was in Blondie, the band, Call Me, Call Me, Anna, you know that song? So he went on to write a ton of books on the occult. And we got to look into this. I mean, we've already, we all already know the Podesta practices occult magic, the Clinton. We already know how evil the left is, <laughs> you know? So we've got to also look at what's going on with everybody. Yeah. I, I and, and again, I think this applies to, I don't worship any political leader just for the record. I think this applies to everybody. So, and, and I think it's about the, again, manipulation. So mimetic occultism is propaganda that speaks to the soul that goes much deeper. And, the actual memes themselves are used as some sort of weapons, if you will, for both sides and for anything really, because they're relatable, they're funny, and they are easily spread. So somebody takes it, posts, and sometimes you see videos that are memes or, or you know, pictures where they've been screenshotted so many times that you can see the the quality go down from how many times it's been screenshotted, you know? Mm -hmm. So like you're stealing people's memes and you just, that's, that's how you know the vintage, bro. That's how you tell like, <laughs> yeah. Well, so even like how successful the right is with their memes that the left, there's more witches. Now Trump's presidency has spawned a new generation of witches. So there's something going on where the, the lunatic far left is, resulting on what how can we how can we how can we save this you know they're this is what they're they're leaning on it's mm -hmm. being pushed world war meme we could see how effective it is too wow i definitely and think meme magic is real and that these these memes they're incredibly powerful which is also one of the reasons why they're being like struck down and that's why like all the 4chan things essentially get rebranded as you know blatant racism or worse mm -hmm. and it's it's because they want to just you know squash this immediately like anytime someone starts making a funny meme it immediately becomes like an offensive thing almost like a hate speech 
becomes the narrative to squash it because they're funny they're hilarious and it's almost impossible to debate against something that's funny unless you say it's unacceptable speech and then you can start to like brush it under the rug yeah and i like to remind everybody we're almost pushing two thousand people watching we're streaming all over make sure to smash that like button and share the video out and I want to say to happy birthday, Paranoid American. I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. And also, is it your birthday? Getting, yeah, it's Paranoid American's birthday today. Happy birthday, happy bro. Birthday, bro. This, this has been like, my, this is my fourth birthday of the month, actually. So I appreciate it. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, we're getting ready to launch our second. I'm going to plug something real quick. We're getting ready to launch our second Chosen Juan comic book. I don't know if you can pull up my screen here so I can show the people. What was that? <laughs> that that was those were lips, but not the type of lips that you think. Okay, I promise. Okay, okay. That was that was uh, the guys from Nephilim Desk. <laughs> but you can go to chosenjuan.com and you can sign up for the Kickstarter. This is gonna have Alex Stein, who might make an oh, appearance tonight. Who knows? Pimp on a blimp. Pimp on a blimp. Yeah. He might yeah, be joining we, us tonight. Yes. Yeah, we got pimp on a blimp all up in here. So we got Sam Tripley, Johnny XG. Got the pod father and if we pump this one out and move on to issue three we can put donut and we can make donut like an actual donut who has a cat as like you know like the typical villain that you know pets his cat as the you know so i think that'd be cool i mean that's the goal man the more of these issues that we can knock out the more people that we can get included and the more adventures that they can all go on like Donut's just waiting on the sidelines. He's on bench. He's ready to get into the game. We just need to get this issue out. Yep, yeah, go yep, get that yep. issue. How so? You, would people go to the link and they? It's like a, a Kickstarter, so you order right. it. You go to, you you to chosenone.com. It'll bring you to this Kickstarter for right now. If you're watching this in the future, then this will redirect to where you can just buy it after it's been released. But right now, if you have never used Kickstarter before, you just click on notify and you sign up. Just a free. Uh, website and it's essentially made to help people fund their comic projects and game projects and everything so you go here Mm -hmm. you sign up and right where it says 110 followers we see that number go up a little tick uh and basically we're going to be launching this in maybe a week or two i'm not we haven't figured the exact date out the more people that sign up that means like we can go bigger and better and anyone that does sign up they're going to get an early link that maybe we throw in some cool donut merch or something. I don't, I don't know what we do, but, but for anyone that signs up to get the first notification, you'll be able to get first dibs at whatever cool stuff we've got for the early birds. So there's a, a huge incentive to get in this. People are calling me Illuminati because I have this here, bro. So I don't bro, know. Yeah. I guess I'm what? Illuminati confirmed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I also, since we shamelessly plug in, if you go down to my Patreon, well, well, <laughs> If you go down to the Patreon, me and Paranoid America and Juan hopefully will join us. We're going to break down Teddy Bear's Picnic this week, hopefully. I'm on, down. Uh, Bohemian Grove. It's a movie. Make fun of it. But let's get, back in, let's get back into the meme stuff. Let's I got some slides, people. bro. Yeah, Let let's. The, so th- these are magic squares. And this relates, in my opinion, to the meme, the evolution of magical systems because magic squares have roots all the way back to 650 bc it started in china allegedly from there it spread over to the iraq area because they were trading back and forth so you have an evolution here of the magic square at first it started off with numbers essentially at first and then they started to incorporate letters letterism 
and then you have it a combination of both. So I have here some examples. This is the first one that was allegedly presented to uh, Lu Xu on the back of a turtle shell. And they would take those and they use it as divinatory. So again, we have this animal aspect of it. We have this one in India, this one from the 16th century. And then we move on here and we have Trithemius, whom inspired John Dee. And we have the Enochian system, which is very important because almost any of the secret societies that you know and love, Golden Dawn, OTO, Rosicrucians, all these guys use a form of Enochian. And they took this system, which John D. took inspiration from Trithemius in the 15th century from his Stenographia. Shout out to Dark Journalist. Uh, shout, and out to Dark shout out. And he made his own grid magic. Now, the interesting part about this is we brought up the 5-MeO DMT earlier with the toad. You lick the toad butt. You go into altered state of, states of consciousness. And there's something about the grid and psychedelic experiences. Okay. A lot of people, when they take... Let me find the button. A lot of people, when they take dimethyltryptamine, they look up and they see a grid. They see the matrix, right? You have Andrew Tate talking about, is Andrew Tate the, what's his name? The, yeah, yeah. He talks about the matrix, yeah. The matrix. He kind of sort of looks like the guy in the matrix, the one that's eating the steak where he's like, ignorance is bliss. So we have this weird He was connection. released the day the matrix was released. No. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll show the slides oh, after this. Man. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the dude's name was Cyrus, just for the trivia fans yes, out there. Yes. 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 I think I had somebody named Cyrus in my chat earlier, actually. So that's kind of weird. But we have this, these tables that were revealed to John D. and Edward Kelly from entities on the other side through scrying sessions. Now, this is really interesting because you have the connection of William Burroughs and Geisen, who Geisen. Uh, was allegedly cursed through square magic and they believed and they also use mandalas which i'll get to here in a second but they believe that using writing as a sort of gateway for entities to come back and forth so the square essentially is a microcosm of the macro then you insert letters letterism and then every one of those letters has a numerical value so you have the the gematria there and you're able to again make talismans and when you mix this with uh mandalas is a whole nother thing when you mix this with chaos magic is the simplification of any magical system they want to throw out the religious aspect of it and they just want to strip it down to the bare bones and use a belief as the main thing well a meme is essentially that because you have the square, right? A lot of them are squares. So you have the square magic there. You have the letters, letterism. You have the sigils, right? And you have chromomancy. So you have the colors. You have a whole blend of different magical systems wow. in one. And what a better way. I mean, it's essentially a, a hyper sigil, which that's where if mandalas that have been used for thousands of years as vehicles for your consciousness and we talked about this one with grant morrison using hyper sigils in his the invisibles comic where whatever he was writing about in his comic on a whatever he was doing to a character that was modeled after him was happening to him in real life because again he was a chaos magician he was practicing uh magic on his own 
and he was manifesting things. He was hacking the matrix and he shows would, you how to create these hyper sigils. Would you like me to play that clip real quick? You can play the clip, don't I? They took me to the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is outside space and time. And they explained to me what time is all about. The universe we live in is designed to grow larvae. This presentation that Graham Morrison has done, he's talks, he talks about magic and sigil magic, and he is the creator of the invisibles. In this presentation, he talks about he was abducted by aliens. These aliens took him and they were explaining to him how reality works, how time works. They were Would you like me to continue or? Uh, yeah, I just finished this part up and then we can move on if you want. They're telling him that the universe that we live in is designed to grow larvae. And they said to me, the universe you live in is a larvae. The way that you can look at time is you are like a huge centipede throughout time. That's such a bizarre thing to say. The occultists. Right. Yeah, that was from shout Illuminati Worms. Yeah, shout out to Ani and Tommy. Illuminati Worms. So, in my opinion, I think that the memes, right? So, a meme is the simplest structure of culture or anything that is able to have an effect on the subconscious mind. And then they took that and they even evolved that. And you have a sort of personification. And think about these memes. Like this meme, for example, you read it in, in Morpheus's voice, right? You're transported, speaking of the Matrix, you're transported to this scene where it's like, what have I told you? And all this different stuff. Like you either pick the red pill, or the blue pill. So it's taking your consciousness already and it's already transporting it and dropping it off somewhere else. Now, insert any political slogan anything else anything you want to spread and it goes viral as some sort of insinuate i guess it's some sort of virus of some sort you know like it's, it's virus is what that book was yeah. calling it yeah. and with andrew tate for example just um just to bring that up since you brought him up because i thought this book was fascinating especially with the rise of andrew tate i was talking about the rise of elon pretty much pushing the CBDCs with Doge getting people introduced to that. And Andrew Tate was released from prison and he's battling the matrix in this book. Let me pull out the book real quick right here is all about battling in the matrix. The guy calls it the matrix and there's different memes. There's attack memes, which the memes that were attacking him as he was the matrix and he was exposing it and he became a meme. And then other memes are like, who hurt you, right? Who hurt you? That's like a, another meme of an attack meme to Andrew Tate. And it's all in this book. And <laughs> this was the, the thing that really got me like, Oh man, he definitely read this book or the people he was working with, whether the, the memetic structure has, any objective truth or not is only important in regards to how readily it is accepted by the target population. And Andrew Tate, you, anyone who's watched him says that that's what he was doing. He was just saying objective truths. He was just saying truths, uh, but in a meme way and half the population couldn't take it. And the other half understood it, um, which is, different matrix matrices that people are in now if you think that no people aren't doing this this is weird here is the gateway um gateway how do i already forget the name the gateway process 
where the CIA was doing astral traveling. So if you don't believe that this is happening, this parapsychology, these phenomenons, the spirit realm and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely happening. Yeah, and the ideals. Go ahead, Thomas. Well, I wanted to to point out this um, this meme stuff goes over with the research on the flatworms that we had gone into on some previous episode. Uh, but the, this guy named Richard Seaman, uh, a.k.a. Dick Seaman, that's his oh, real Seaman. name. <laughs> uh, but but Dick Seaman in 1904, he came up with the concept of an engram. And an engram was like a, a thing that could happen, like a memory that could be stored in a physical form. So that somehow if we did, you know, something crazy to one. Yeah, this is the here's Dick Seaman right here. And the what? engram. So yeah, it's information that's physically printed on you. It's almost as if you treated your brain like a real magnetic tape or or like a hard disk or something Whoa. that you could actually store information that way. And this is what led to the flatworm experiments where the guy basically figured, well, if memories can be stored physically, then I can take these flatworms and cut a flatworm in two. And I wonder if both halves will retain that information. And then he kept escalating that over and over to feeding flatworms to each other to see if they could learn information and this essentially is a very like crude version of what we've got now in firms of memes where the physical imprint kind of is this like magnetic thing even though it's digital it exists somewhere and we pass them all around and i think that they're incredibly powerful and they kind of work the same way that this guy in the early i think 50s was doing these flatworm experiments Wow. And it goes into this word ideosphere right here. I believe. So a collection of memes. So essentially when a meme evolves to, and it keeps collecting and, and, and the way he puts it, it's a, it contaminates, right? It keeps spreading through this again, viral kind of sort of virus, like way it forms an ideosphere. And that's what moves the culture. Cause you know, if enough people cling on to that, then they and that'll even evolve because that's the thing it's constantly evolving and it's interesting because i think it's the i think his name is sticks hammer 666 i think it's his his youtube channel yes yeah, sticks well sticks you know Hexen hammer 666 is a youtuber and he talks about occult uh mimetic occultism and he said one thing that really was interesting in one of his talks where he was talking about occult mimetics and he talks about how there always needs to be change in a culture because once the change stops, it's stagnant, and that's when you get the nuclear warfare, essentially. And that's when you you know you have to wipe everything out and start start over. Mud, flood, so, flood, whatever. So speaking of culture, I want to play a clip of Terrence McKenna, who was funded by the Rockefellers, and Timothy Leary, which is connection to CIA shaping the culture with the hippie movement and whatnot and gain people onto the schizogenics. I want to play a clip of them. So this idea of memes that we see now has been planned out years ago. Travel in the airwaves. They're packaged and they go at the speed of light through radio, rock and roll records. Well, we must be sending memes out. What we're doing right now, sitting here, be on guard, beware. We're trying to send some very powerful self-replicating gene memes, which will... <laughs> It will get inside your brain, and these memes about, uh, that we're talking about now uh, may well start regenerating and replicating and get big, iconic, uh, ideational structure. 
So that was Timothy Larry. Tune in, wow. drop out, right? Speaking of the memes, and they're doing it through the airwaves. They're doing it through the television. And now here's Terrence McKenna. But we could make a model of the informational environment that is represented by culture. And in fact, this is done. A word has been invented, meme, M-E-M-E, meme. A meme is not the smallest unit of heredity. A meme is the smallest unit of meaning. So you could just see, I don't have to play the whole thing. Uh, the whole thing is good, but anyone can go watch it. But this has been planned for a long time. People have understood how powerful these memes were before they were released to the world mm -hmm. through the phone. And if you think about it, if, if anything, you know, because we always talk about plants and all these different things in the in this community. Well, and the use of different types of weapons by the elites i think this is a most a more effective weapon than more than anything because everyone's always on their phones everyone's already addicted to their technology and i mean everyone goes on TikTok already they're addicted to that scrolling that dopamine hit and now i think memes have just evolved to funny videos or anything else really and and that to me if if the elites if there is a cabal at the top of it all that's controlling everything and pulling the strings, let's say, right, whatever you want to call them, if anything, they'd be injecting this sort of stuff to an already complacent and already group of people that are falling in line. And it's interesting because Thomas and I did a, a episode a, a while ago on the Occult Book Club where it was, what was the name of that, that the crowd psychology guy? Yeah, Gustav Lebon. Gustav Lebon, the father of crowd psychology. And mind you, this is an academic. This is the father of crowd psychology. This is the guy who said that groups become their own living entity. Okay. Their own living organism. They become a, a, the, and the group is as smart as the dumbest person in it. So, I mean, just take that for what it is. I know we had a lot of riots and different things going on. So who's groups, bringing down this group? Huh? Who's the one bringing down this group? We're, we're we got three in a group here, right? So. Yeah, if someone um, had to come rationalize with us. Who's the one bringing us down? I think I'd blame you. If well, I, that was a rhetorical question. If you weren't smart enough to notice that, you're the you're the one. So there you go. <laughs> so this Laban guy, right? He talks about mind you. This is a scholar. He talks about how there's one metaphysical aspect to the whole thing, and he calls it the contagion. And the contagion is what weaves in and out of the group and kind of sort of infects everybody and makes them act. We, we see how people act during riots and groups. They act barbaric. It brings forth this barbaric nature in people, and they're animalistic. So it, go, it kind of goes back to the animal aspect of it, Donut, where it brings forth this animal aspect of people and makes them act a way that they wouldn't otherwise act, but they're acting that way because they're in a group and they've been infected by this contagion within that group. So even within crowds, you're susceptible to this contagion. And I, I think the most dangerous part, or I guess the most potent part of memes is what Terrence McKenna was saying in that it's the smallest measurement. It's the smallest unit of like a concept, essentially, mm -hmm. like a smallest unit of idea. And what you can do with memes 
is that instead of having to sit somebody down and explain a complex topic that takes like 100 or 200 different perspectives and takes, what you can do is you can just trickle out these memes. So someone might not understand a complex, you know, political, echo, social, you know, aspect, but they understand these one little bite-sized memes. And if you feed somebody 100 or 200 memes, then they'll just start putting all that information together on their own without having to have somebody sit down and like explain how all the pieces connect. They will all just start to connect inherently. And I think that's, again, like it's a really potent way of, of communicating really dangerous or like revolutionary ideas. Yeah, it's the smallest amount of information. Feelings are much less specific than ideas. So this image of Michael Jordan, the pyramid on the right, shows his career of excellency in just one little image or Obama change or MAGA right there. So these memes make it easy for the masses, the herd, right, the crowd to digest an, an idea, to digest, uh, but mostly a feeling, a feeling that arises out of them more than just thinking of an idea. And this is how the world is herded. I, I did this presentation talking about the image and how it's used like a meme, the image of, let's say, Grant Cardone, Scientologist of success, right? Instagram is all about success. It seems like, right? We're in this hustle culture, just like the secret was released, which is about the new thought, which is chaos magic in a sense. It's thinking and shaping reality. And the whole entire society has changed from homo sapiens, sapiens meaning wisdom, to homo economicus, and really getting rid of the thought patterns, how people have been for ages of wanting wisdom. Uh, but now it's all about their economic viability, where they will destroy the world and destroy their kids for the future, because it's the image of power. It's not power itself. It is that. So I thought that was interesting because this goes even into dolls, right? The girls wanted to play with dolls all throughout history. You got these Japanese Kokishi dolls. You got dolls all throughout history, which resembled a family unit. And now we have dolls like Bratz, which is against the family unit. So the images of the debauchery or even with Disney, maybe goes deep, but we're talking about memes, but it's still the same thing. Like the prom picture, right? The image holds so much power to controlling the crowd mm -hmm. and i have a slide here the an idea so meme the etymology and idea behavior style that spreads from Sorry. person to person within a Where culture I, I, i'll read it here i had it pulled up the on the presentation it's good though it's all good within a culture in 1976 it was actually introduced by an evolutionary biologist richard dawkins in his book, The Selfish Gene, and coined by him from Greek sources such as memesthai, I think is how you say it, which is to imitate. 
and intended to echo Gene. And then he goes on to say, we need a name for a new replicator, a noun that conveys the idea of a unit of cultural transmission or a unit of imitation. Mime, I think is how you say it. M-I-M-E-M-E comes from the suitable Greek root, but I want a monosyllable that sounds a bit like Gene. I hope my classicist friends will forgive me. So he literally came up with it and he said it needs to rhyme with cream. <laughs> and then a digital age sense of an image or snippet of video or text considered witty or incisive. Incisive that is spread widely and rapidly by internet is by 1997 by internet users. So by 1997, I think is when the first meme internet meme came forth because you had Terrence McKenna talking about them. No, was he talking about internet memes? I mean, I think it goes it goes beyond just regular memes. Another example that I usually bring up is if everyone's ever been to south of the border, they got all these billboards on the way there. It's an actual place. I think it's at the the cross between North Carolina and South Carolina. And as you get close to it, within like 100 miles even, they got all these billboards. And it's all about, uh, I think the dude's name is Pedro. And it's all about like these funny little jokes about you're getting closer to Pedro. And then as you leave, it's the opposite. But it almost becomes a thing where anyone that's ever taken a road trip on the East Coast and you mention Pedro, you can say like one of the the little billboard sayings and people are like, ah, you're talking about Pedro. And you can and, you know, it's almost like this inside joke. And I really think that that was another example of like a slow moving meme, right? Because you can't email it or send it to someone. You could take a picture and get it developed and then show it to somebody. And that's like the fastest version of it. But now that we got, you know social media that exact same concept just happens at the speed of light interesting yeah yeah and th this involves sympathetic magic as well and i want to show this this picture. how can i find that paranoid so i could pull it up the pedro memes on the billboards but here's the dancing baby too i think that you were saying one in 97 i remember when this came out the internet meme of this dancing baby. And I had no idea how to connection to the Simpsons. What does it say there? Worked on the rug, the guy who made it. Yeah. It, it seems very like this is the origin. It starts right here with Michael Gerard with the Simpsons. So, I mean, that was one of the first memes, right? That, that's there. basically the, the digital homunculus of memes. I've never seen that video. Have I? Let me see. What's it called? This Dancing came out in the '90s, bro. Like, I, I remember they showed that on this TV show called Ally McBeal, and that was yeah. when it like it it broke the 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 barrier between normies and people that understood it from online. It's a screensaver right. from 1998. Is that what it is? Just yeah, but it it was like a you can download it off a website like an AVI file. Back when AVI files were around, I don't have a. PC, maybe they still got AVI files. I don't know. It's just the dancing baby. Yeah, this was the. I mean, the the graphic was amazing. I mean, look at that graphic. Somebody put this is the grandfather of all memes. Wow. So from the homunculus sprouted forth all the rest of the memes. I mean, it, it goes back to to alchemy at the end of the day. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. If you Google Pedro billboards, it'll come up, dude. The give us Pedro the business, give Pedro the business south of the border. And also, like, you got uh, Napoleon Dynamite, which was like a meme movie with Pedro. 
Shout out to uh, Doc Wyatt, uh, who wrote um, Black Mass Pizza, another comic that's coming out this year. He was the producer of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I actually saw Napoleon Dynamite live with Napoleon Dynamite and Pedro um, out here in downtown Phoenix. They had an event where you could watch the movie with them, and they were on stage, and they served you uh, tots. You see the one on the top right corner um, that was up there says chili today, hot tamale. That's a really good example that if you saw someone wearing this shirt and all it said was chili today, hot tamale, there was a good chance that they got it at south of the border and it became this like inside joke. And I would argue that's it's a form of a meme because it was it's also like, oh, you you know, you went on a road trip or, oh, you went and bought fireworks or like there's a whole list of things that it kind of means that goes with it. So it's it, the symbol goes beyond just a little phrase or have you Dude, ever been to wow. bucky's like everyone knows of bucky's have you ever been to bucky's donut no but there's a buckeye out in arizona but no no nah, that don't count no bro you gotta go to bucky's bro yeah well here's a funny find i found a funny find i found on the pepe coin the day it pumped was the day the illuminati was founded on five one <laughs> I thought that was nuts. I mean, if it's going to pump on any day, it's going to have to be that day. Out of all the days, yeah. Let me pull up this picture here. So we're talking about internet and the idea of the internet, in my opinion, right? WWW equals 666 and Jamacho. I mean, you can use that. And we have this picture that I found on, I think it was Wikipedia, the this was in 2005 a depiction of the internet and it kind of you, you when i showed it to you earlier you said that it kind of looked like a galaxy well i mean if you look at the internet as some sort of other dimension essentially what it is another realm another universe whatever it is i know space is fake and and gray but the this is in 2005 imagine how much bigger it probably has gotten now and have you have you guys ever seen the move the video of the dead internet theory? Have you guys seen that? I've heard about this, but I haven't seen a video on it where the internet is different for truthers than it is for normal people. Well, the, well I want to call them normal people. They're kind of. <laughs> he's claiming that the internet isn't as big as people say it is, or like as big as it's claimed to be. So when you search on Google, you get you know, billions of search search results. But once you start clicking through the pages, it just starts to repeat a whole bunch of times over and over again. And maybe at the forefront, right? You only ever pick like the first websites that pop up on Google. You don't ever go on the second page. Usually if you don't find it by the first page, you're not going to keep scrolling. And I, I don't agree with that because I think that a lot of things get traction on the internet. And I think there is a presence of people on the internet. I don't think that they're all NPCs and made up or whatever some people believe. I think that there is actual true interaction. Now, which part of the internet you're on or which platform you're on, you're going to get different traction. But this to me looked like a whole different realm. And if you, if you think about the internet taking this information and just spreading it out, it's, it's acting like an organism. It's, it's, it's almost like how, Philip K. Dick talks about how the simulation will inject like these different messiahs into it to kind of sort of fix it. Well, 
I mean, if anything, memes are being injected into this organism to, to shape it and to form it and to shape culture and change people's ideologies and the way they, they look at things. And it's presented in a way where it's funny, it's enjoyable, right? Because you don't think anything of it, but you pick that sigil up and that's why it's related to sympathetic magic where like produces like, and you also have the law of contagion, law of simulator and the law of contact or contagion that once you come into contact with something, you stay in contact with it. So this is how they're able to affect you. you, you they talk about quantum entanglement. Well, what if once you interact with something, well, one, once you interact with that sigil or that meme or whatever it is, it continues to affect you in some sort of way. And that would play right into this whole idea of it being some sort of contagion or virus, right? Con contagious magic. And this is from the Golden Bow by James G. Frazier, where he gets into a whole bunch of, it's a long book, but this is the sympathetic magic section of it. And he goes on and on of different ways of using talismans and the way that they're able to imitate of magic and all these different things. But yeah, I think that memes are sort of talismans. And once you come into contact with them, I think they live, leave an imprint on you because if this mimetic magician, his intention was put into it in some sort of way, again, with all the things that we've mentioned, chromomancy, letterism, number magic, everything else. And if you, you brought up Instagram earlier, well, look at the aspect ratio on Instagram. It's like a square. You know, you're looking at squares the entire time and people are portraying these snapshots of what they want their ideal life to be in these little squares. Right. Right. And like, I like to also bring up that how people are so confused in a sense of reality as the reality is being manipulated or the history as America is a republic. Like that's how that's what it is. And democracy is the mob rule. But even if we go further on, like the word deep state is a liberal term, right? But all the, the right use it, right? But they don't understand <laughs> that it came from a, a liberal, um, Peter Dale Scott, who wrote the American deep state. So it, it's kind of funny because we're talking about chaos magic, mematic. And I looked up the word chaotic. And some people say it comes from demos as well, which is like Democrat and, and the mob right here, the people, the mob. And it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Let's go back even further to Julius Evola, who was the far right Herbert Marcuse. And you got Steve Bannon, who reads Julius Evola. That's what he told the Vatican. And Julius Evola was into the chaos magic as well. So this goes back even further with memes, which could be tulpas as well, and changing reality through thinking, right? I'll play a clip which kind of goes into briefly how memes are physically altering reality and kind of where this stems from with the Batman movie in Bane. 
example of how these sigils of memes actually become reality. A famous meme was this Bane plane crash scene from Batman, and then a real plane crash happened in a town called Les Bane, which sounds just like Bane. But it gets weirder because the head investigator of this crash was named Bruce Robin, just like Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Robin. And we saw this with the rise of power with Trump using the Pepe the Frog sigil which when you look into it, is actually an ancient god of chaos, a frog god named Keck. We see that the military uses remote viewing and astral traveling and other occult practices for power. Why wouldn't they also use meme magic? Because the truth is stranger than fiction. The richest man in the world uses it, and Trump used it to become arguably the most powerful person in the world, the US president. Are memes actually sigils of ancient deities and forces that are trying to enter this realm? This guy was punched when he pointed to the frog, and Clinton talked bad about the frog. I don't want to go too much into the frog because... But like, these images are interesting since this is the topic. The frog magic sound right here is where it's kind of coming from, and it's called magic, and there's the frog talking about the chaos magic and whatever. Um, it, this goes into the military using memetics. Maybe I should have played the whole thing, but, um, you know, shaping your will. Do it that will um, with the mind. And I know Carl Jung goes into the collective unconscious, but even the tarot cards or the Illuminati cards, right? The one on the right looks like Trump, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Um, and there's also the connection of Trump and that uh, his connection of was it his uncle that had the connection with Tesla, the, te mm -hmm. the Tesla the time technology. Yeah, yep. I put together a documentary on that, uh, and also the books of Baron Trump, the last president, um, all about time traveling. Mm -hmm. But his nuclear uncle, who was connected to deep state MIT got all of Tesla's information in like his works and Tesla was working on some crazy stuff, time traveling and all that. Um, so is Trump time traveling is a question uh, to ask. Could be, I don't know. Yeah. And no, I wouldn't put it past it. And, and there's one aspect of this. So I want to talk about Paracelsus where in his Liber Libra de Imaginibus, where he's talking about images are much more useful for the blessedness. So they were using the images in a sort of sacred way. But the reason that they were using these images for the common person is because the images urge and move people to devotion and religious practices. So this is in a ceremonial religious setting. But the reason why images are so powerful is because in your memory, they... What you see with your own eyes remains, quote, in your memory much longer and goes, quote, much nearer to heart than what you read or hear. So the idea of using these images along with the letters, I mean, sometimes they're both funny. I remember when memes started to really take off. It was I remember I'm not going to say what it was, but it was, it was going to be like the new back in my day story, right? Back, back was, when memes really started getting popular. 
It was with the sloths. You guys remember the sloth memes where it was whispering in the ear of the girl? You guys remember that meme? Yeah, I don't. You know what? You know what I'm talking about. It was kind of like it's really bad. Wait, well, sloths are my spirit animal. They're my spirit animal too, bro. I got a sloth right here. Look, I call them sloth. A little sloth right here. Oh, there. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, the it was the one where he's whispering. Yeah, that that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, take that off, bro. Oh, my bad. I didn't read it. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to bring it up because I know what they, you know, it wasn't the best <laughs> memes that we were laughing at, bro. With the, you know, with the sloth. The sloth wasn't a good guy, if you will. He was kind of, was really sexual. But we were, I forgot what grade I was in laughing at those sort of things. And I mean, we grew up with that. We grew up with reading those kind of weird things. And I remember just laughing my ass off reading those those memes well here's a slide of the grid and the fly i want you to explain this for us because i was looking at ball right ball everyone knows ball Mm -hmm. not everyone knows ball's wife though right paranoid but the but the logo the sigil of ball looks like a frog right here on Mm -hmm. the right and he's known as a frog right here or i think that's a cat i don't want to chan bro it looks like chan i don't want you know that's kind of freaking me out but <laughs> ball that's ball right ba- yeah yep. bail bail so it looks like a frog too and then so Belzebub is a fly and then the white house is full of flies and the fly was what allegedly rented a cart saw when he came up with his grid stuff right so and it's interesting because i think regard regardless of what mainstream history says i think that descartes was on to some occult oh some people say he was part of the rosicrucian movement too but he was on to some occult kick with the cartesian coordinate system which is at the core of uh, math any cad cam any 3d rendering system any video game that like for example the new grand theft auto that's going to be coming out that's mirroring miami that would essentially use the cartesian coordinate system using this grid pattern where the grid is a form of a way that they're able to manifest ideas into this reality now you can put that on enochian and you can also talk about the william burroughs connection where writing and this square magic that they were using as a sort of portal for these entities to come in and out of. So not only were you able to enter using mandalas, et cetera, et cetera, or you were able to extract things out. And I mean, there's various mandalas are are important because a lot of secret societies have used them. And I believe, I believe it was the Typhonian OTO that would meditate on the picture of lamb. And they were able to enter the eyes of lamb and they were able to then use the head of lamb as some sort of spaceship in this other dimension where you're able to interact with these different entities. So again, the idea of writing as some sort of divinatory device as a device to open up portals from this realm to the next and interact with beings on the other side. And that's really interesting that it was, a fly that revealed that to Descartes again, according to mainstream history, if you want to believe that, which it's not always correct, 
But that's yeah, an interesting it was probably connection. it was probably one of these spirit animals though. Like yeah. he didn't actually see a real fly. He probably saw mm-hmm. Beelzebub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably saw Chan, bro. Was yeah, like, oh. maybe. But here's a meme that was around probably uh, when you were a kid, Juan, and it was a meme from the future, and it was. No one knew what it was. It was just, here's the meme from the future. People thought this was hilarious. I didn't get it. But in the future, it actually became one of the most popular memes. Yeah. It's corn. So it's kind of like something's happening in the the sphere. But you were talking about them looking at Lom and mm-hmm. Aleister Crowley's connection, the cake of light. They would get a sigil and put certain fluids on the sigil using that mm-hmm. um for the cakes of light so they, they would have a tulpa which is like a meme in a sense or yeah a manifestation that. of a sigil essentially they could bring uh, crowley believed that by putting certain bodily fluids on a sigil you can animate it and make a homunculus or a thought form or tulpa etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and that kind of goes into something with the left um they're going to talk crap the, about with the spirit cooking with the spirit cooking and also with Trump as well. Cause his hands were all messed up most recently. And this could be from golfing. He's a golfer, but you know, I like to kind of think, well, the finger Podesta's finger and the spirit cooking. Dang it. Oh, I got that, but I don't got the slide up. Yeah, from the other one here. Let me find the other slide of the Johnny Depp trial. Did you ever play Elden Ring, Thomas? I mean, yeah, but I I can't get more than five minutes into it. And even if even if I play for like two hours, I don't get anywhere. Like I don't understand what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, I guess I've played it. Okay, here it is. No, because there's there's a this was society. a huge meme too, right? The Johnny Depp trial was a huge meme with Amber Heard. She stepped on a bee, and yeah. <laughs> he, he did hurt she really? Me. Yeah, that was a huge meme. And this dude is a total like secret society member, big time. And like his fingers messed up, their fingers are messed up. Here's the spirit cooking with a sharp knife cut deeply into the middle finger of the left hand. So that's something that happens with this because it's mixing, it's the cake of light stuff, you know, and MAGA and Latin, like new world order, Novus order, circlorum MAGA means witch, and MAGA is the fifth degree in Satanism as well. So, I mean, that's weird too. Here's just Trump's, a coincidence, dude. Yeah, here's yeah. Trump's Scott uh, golf club. Got the the emblem is the double headed phoenix for order out of chaos connection there, and this popped up behind him. Somebody was memeing him with the golf clubs. Um, so there's just strange stuff, strange pictures, strange things. And if <laughs> What's like, going on here, guys? If you like what you're watching. <laughs> And if this is fun for you, make sure to smash the like button. Please and thank you. I would watch his South Park. You got Lord of the Flies too. Man, is it have you has your guys' 
YouTube been acting up? Like they're they're intentionally slowing it down for people who are running ad blockers. I, I gotta know. do what. It's been fine for me, but I want to bring up one more frog thing because I brought up South Park. But Lemmingwinks sees a frog king that tells him where to go through the anus. <laughs> is that South? That you said South Park. Have yeah, you not seen this one, man? This one is is worth watching. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you watched that last night, didn't you? Oh. Uh-huh. Well, no, I watched their live performance with Primus and Ween, and they were just singing all their songs from the show. But this popped up, and I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. Got to no, bring that up. The, the frog is one of those where it's been used a lot because, again, it represents this duality. It represents, you know, almost like a, a sort of shaman where he's able to interact in the land and in the water so it's it's very interesting it's like a like a land cruiser an amphibian vehicle <laughs> a UTV, bro <laughs> what a, a utv yeah oh man that's hilarious i got a bunch of different slides on a bunch of different topics i can go through a couple of them um Here's Terrence McKenna, as we were saying, how he was bringing the memes to the culture. And he looks like a frog, but he was... (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) He was the president, or he was like the leader, not the president, but the leader of the Green Earth Foundation, which was funded by the Rockefellers, by Lawrence Rockefeller. He also did human potential there, anyone in public education was just de facto funded by the rockefellers because they owned all of academia yeah but lawrence rockefeller so lawrence rockefeller hella sketch because he's connected to the clinton camp right here in the ufo agenda and this is matthew Eretz article on it which is very good and it's connected to the esalen institute as well where like culture is being stemmed from. This is where Charles Manson went to before he did his rituals. Interesting. Well, yeah. So a lot of people talk about McKenna being some sort of three letter agency asset. Do you guys think, cause I mean, Timothy Leary, what he's saying there, it's like, I think a lot of these guys have not, all of them are tied to three letter agencies and they, they were specifically put in place to be, to shape cultures to be the memes that are bringing forth this cultural change because mckenna was also one of the ones to bring forth the 2012 idea that he got from william burroughs that the that the 2012 was going to be you know the whole end of the world essentially yeah he got that from william burroughs william burroughs talked about that in his i think it was the exterminator book of insect time and then he took that and ran it and essentially was linked to the idea that the Mayan calendar, the actual calendar itself had some sort of mind control over the people of, you know, the, the Mayans, the civilization, like it was a sort of talisman of some sort. And once that 2012 hit it would break that, that effect on them, but he was one of the big ones to push that idea. Oh, wow. Well, you know, we're going into the year of the dragon. And that was 2012. 2012 was the year of the dragon. And 
we're in the year of the bunny right now and the Mayan moon goddess is holding a bunny. So like that symbol there is interesting. And what's new in the news is the new AI is called rabbit AI. And that was just released as well. But what I find interesting with the culture is what Timothy Leary was saying about the airwaves and the music. Uh, Terrence McKenna was as well, if I kept playing that clip. And talking about MAGA and the airwaves in Green Day, like I think all this is released at the exact same time. And I have a question, paranoid, because Green Day, they are famous for Nimrod, right? And Dookie. And Dookie, yes. And they were trending. This is how I look at the simulacrum. What's trending? It all is a story of symbols in our head. So what was trending was Green Day in their MAGA against Elon and MAGA. And then you got all these plane crashes, Mayday, Mayday, the Illuminati, Mayday. And then Alec Baldwin, who plays Trump in the memes, he's like a Trump meme. And they um, just tried him again, too, I think. They, they just brought the charges back up or something. They did. And then there's also the Mandela effect with this guy. But I want to know about Nimrod and Freemasonry uh, lore. Are you trying to get me killed, man? Oh, no, no, you don't have to tell me about it. But it's just that what I'm looking at is like the guy who, you know, found insulin. He was a Freemason. And I know that there's a lore there. And this guy who was a Freemason who discovered insulin, he died in a plane crash. And when I'm looking at the simulacrum of Green Day and planes crashing, and it's just it's just interesting. What was oh, there a question in there? <laughs> the question was what is what is Nimrod? Um, He's the first Grand Master, bro. No, that's Sol- no, that's King Solomon. Yeah, you don't have to tell tell me. It's just that I'll that, tell you this I'll this album it. was this album was really good. They can come after Juan. They're not going to come after me. But I, I believe Nimrod also was a prototype for the same kind of story as Hiram Abiff. And he also represented bringing this. I mean, if you want to talk about order out of chaos, along with him or Rabbi's code, I think Nim, Nimrod also gets some of that uh, attribution for like for, like putting civilization together. Hmm. Is, he, he, is he the one with the Tower of Babel? Is that him? Tower of Babel. Where let's see here. Was it him? So like yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just I just pulling up, you know, articles like the way I'm looking at stuff, like wow, this guy died in a plane crash. And then all these plane crashes are happening and Trump's aides, you know, were killed in a plane crash as well. Helicopter crash, I mean. Um so also the connection to, to the moon because we're in the year of the bunny still, and it's connected to the moon. And there's always rituals on full moons. And I feel like there was another ritual because Japan just 
fake landed on the moon and there was somebody who plunged to death i think on the exact same day um so it was like a moon and then this was released the bunny on the moon the new ai i'm not sure if you looked into this yet but the rabbit what is that what, what is it supposed to do so this is like the new cell phone and the new cell phone is going to be an ai cell phone just like in the movie her so it's going to be your friend going to be wicked smart and this was just released like the idea of it to the public in the year that of looks the like a teenage engineering style product is it do you know yeah scroll this is up, donut scroll up this is a oh, it, is. It, it said it didn't it teenage engineering yeah a it's chinese entrepreneur i don't know Chinese, well, you know how it is. China, 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 China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm looking at all these different things. Do you think that, that Trump had any direct uh, like intention on putting memes together? Or do you think there's just like an army behind him that started putting out all these memes in his favor? Or do you think he actually had like an active role in any any of the planning of memes? Like the meme warfare. I don't think um, he did. I think that people in his camp did like the connection with Steve Bannon, for example, mm -hmm. studying um, people who studied chaos magic. Um, and also. I just that, that's what I think. I think maybe it wasn't his idea, but because Trump delegates to yeah. everybody. And I got his book, The Art of the Comeback right here. And it's a great book. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. The images in this is so funny because it's like pictures of him. Because this was when he was a Democrat. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so there's all these like pictures with uh, the Clintons at his wedding. And uh, because he I... owned them uh, in a sense, because he was funding them. I think that if anything, it's the people around him, right? There, I, I think these guys are just heads that they use, and anyone in charge behind the scenes are the ones pushing this sort of thing. And who knows if it's an AI or something that they've that they're letting just test out, right? Because oh snap! If you think about MAGA, bro, I mean, make America great again. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, let's just inject it full of memes and and memetics and things right and he and, it can't and hurt he, man it might work well and what did he start i mean project was it warp speed whatever it was so yeah 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 so that's kind of like i gotta pull this up somewhere else the second manhattan project right and in the comic book the manhattan project comic book the the chaos magic was like the biggest thing in it but i don't want to say the word it was an operation that went down and it was called the second Manhattan project. That's why I feel like it's okay for a lot of people. Cause I woke up a lot of people asking like, why did that go down? That's weird. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like maybe he's doing the best he can, you know what I mean? And like there, there's some powerlessness of powers above him. Kind of like, well, bro, I mean, people were so brainwashed that they thought that who, didn't they think somebody was going to resurrect from the dead or something like that? JFK Jr., right? 
He's still I, coming back, bro. We're holding out hope. There, there's still plenty of time for so is it tr- Trust the plan. Is it trust the plan? Pull that up. Make that big, don't it? This is just synchronicity. <laughs> you got the frog right there. Uh, so, I was just it, what a great book this book is. I'm a huge fan of this book right here, The Art of the Comeback. And it made me really understand uh, a, a lot of the way Trump goes to war in business. And when everyone's attacking him, when everybody is against him, the lunatics of the left, right, the mainstream media or whatever, that he allows them all to attack him and he doesn't stop it. And then once they're all done attacking him, he just goes in and just attacks them. Um, Can and we also, talk about that picture, Donut? The, the picture you pulled up with yeah. Kermit the Frog, the creator of that, of that character. He, right, Kermit was also a meme. Right, the sipping the tea, right? It was about gossip and and learning things essentially, right? The frog, Kermit the Frog, and also the creator. I, I don't know his name right off the top of my head. He was he made this this story, this movie about a guy living in a cube. I think it was called the Cube. Have you ever seen that, Thomas? The, the yeah, there's a there's a few of them actually. That's been like remade a few times, but yeah, the, the cube. If you're talking about the same one, it's the one where like every room is a different obstacle. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and then at the end, he find they're like gonna release him, but he just finds out it's fake, and they're all laughing at him. Yeah, <laughs> and the cube it comes from Charles Hinton, where he called it cube learning. Where if, again, if we're relating these memes as being sort of square magic and and abducting people's consciousness, and Charles Hinton talked about cube learning, where he would essentially meditate on cubes and yeah jim henson i think is his name yeah 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 the tesseract universe simulation yeah so this charles hinton guy would meditate on these cubes and he noticed that when he would meditate on these cubes and it was like he would label them different words and and memorize it and go back and forth almost like a sort of mantra he would be he would enter an altered state of consciousness. He would be sucked up into the cube, essentially, where where if you relate this to, right, you have Kermit the Frog, all these guys are all tied up together, you know, under, under, you can relate them together. And I think it's all about, again, abducting the consciousness of people through the use of means and at the same time shaping culture. And let's make this a great place again, right? And everyone's, I don't know, but I, I found that interesting where Charles Hinton talks about entering the cube, being sucked up into the cube by meditating upon it. And everyone collects these memes and all these different, in my, they're sigils, bro, in my opinion. They're just hyper sigils and people are just spreading them. And you don't know the intention that went in behind the creation of that sigil. You know, it's uh, this book is dope. Like, <laughs> did he just come out with them? No, this is an old book when uh, he was going to have Oprah run with him. And if you're into business, I highly recommend it. It's a good book. And he goes into Michael Jackson and how the Illuminati celebrities, I would say Kid Rock is the Illuminati celebrity for the right. 
and then Jay-Z would be the Illuminati celebrity for the left. Um, but Trump went into the power of using the mystic artist like a Michael Jackson to get his way with the bankers in this book. He says that the bankers were terrified of Michael Jackson because of his stardom, but they weren't scared of Trump. So Trump saw that and used these celebrities, just like you see Lady Gaga, for example, right here doing the Marina Abramovic rituals and then opening up the inauguration with Tom Hanks and whatnot. Um, so, you know, the artists, the musicians and all that play a big role in the airwaves, like Timothy Larry was saying. I'm probably repeating mm -hmm. myself, but. No, you're good. And I want to touch on, because uh, we talked about it a little bit before on the previous stream. I think we did last week, whenever that was Friday or. Oh, sorry. I have to turn off my camera to adjust and scratch my eyes. Hold on. Sorry. No, it's cool. I'll, I'll put up Froggy Fresh real quick. Yeah, because people <laughs> think that, that I'm throwing up. Uh, different illuminati confirmed just, i can't even scratch my eyeballs on air anymore and adjust my hat and stuff like that without people dunking on them saying things but the we we speculated as to what happens to somebody who becomes a meme right like what th what that might do to a person so i think i mean when people go viral depending on for what reasons they went viral it's never it, it can't be sometimes a good thing for them right if you're being you know, an a-hole on camera and that goes viral. It's probably not good for you, but what happens to a person? What do they feel when they, when they are become a meme, like a living, walking, talking meme. And I don't know about you, Donut, or even Thomas, where we're producing art, we're producing these podcasts, we're producing these shows, we're putting these things out there and people are interacting with it. And I know you brought up synchronicities earlier, but I feel like the more people interact with my work, the more synchronicities I'll get, you know, throughout my day or whatever it is. And I came across an interesting concept that's called, pull it up here, quasi-optical palingenesis. And back then, the circulation of portraits of people, so the their image, was a way of having them achieve some sort of immortality. So I'm wondering if when someone becomes a meme, if this is some sort of quasi-optical palingenesis, a, a different form of it, where they're able to exist for forever and achieve immortality because they're imprinted in whatever. But I mean, again, if the internet goes out, if, let's, if humanity was to get wiped out and there was just like culture was just memes, how would they be able to, what would they find like, an old hard drive, plug it in and then extract like, damn, look at all these memes, bro. These people are, I don't normal. think it works though, because <laughs> the, the memes that we've got rely on cultural knowledge to like pre-exist. Mm. Like, and yeah. I, and honestly, I think that's also what makes, that's my favorite part of memes because memes takes this space that I guess you'd say like the media has taken over your brain. Like they, they've, they've kind of claimed a portion of your brain and plugged a bunch of their crap in there. And memes are a way to like, reuse that for a different purpose than it was intended so now instead of uh sesame street or chuck norris or whatever like the the jordan logo instead of that just being a corporate tool to sell you stuff 
now we can repurpose it and make it funny and turn it into warfare and i think that's why they hate it so much is because they've invested so much money in like you know the star wars uh, franchise and the fact that now it turns into a meme that can be used as like political ammo uh it's hard to control that and now it's like they know how much energy and effort they've put into that and if you do believe in sigil magic and you do believe in how all this works that's kind of like you know the wizards seeing their black magic being turned against them mm. what are your thoughts on ai influencing culture how how is is that gonna be a problem here come soon because i know you're the i think it's just master. gas on the fire man i think the same the same way we were talking about the difference between um like the speed of memes when you looked at like the pedro billboards versus now you can just post it on twitter and like a hundred thousand people see it immediately that's what ai is going to do because ai is at some point it's going to be like oh i get what makes these funny i can make funny ones and then it'll just be like and it'll just spit out like a million memes a second and never stop and i think yeah that's going to change things a little bit and i put out a video a while ago where it was the the crowley connection at cern and how right cern if you want to believe that cern created the internet for the the world wide web yeah the world wide web i think darpa created the internet then cern created the world wide web oh okay okay so they created this system to allow the the exchange of information quote-unquote between scientists but i did this whole thing where i linked crowley perhaps again being connected to we know for a fact there was a crowley crowley guy who was connected to the right the invention of of well he was the top guy at cern but he was at the forefront and helped develop touch screens which if you look at touch everyone goes oh it's it's a scrying the hap tech technologies yeah, bro, it was it was a Crowley guy in 1947. He took he put on another Crowley onto his name the the same year that Crowley died. Michael Crowley, Michael Millings Crowley Crowley, I think is his name. And I did a whole video on it where there could be this again thelemic connection at CERN. And CERN is all about opening up gateways to other dimensions. If you want to follow the the conspiratorial rabbit holes like what are they doing oh, they're just clashing but it's like the same symbol as cern the collider is the chaos yeah. symbol the the hard on collider bro <laughs> the large hard on collider yeah i didn't say it because i knew i was gonna say that hard yeah, on the large the large hard on collider yeah, you know kind of off topic but i was looking up ellen the gen the generous and the etymology of her name and i thought it was funny that ellen comes from elder mm. sort of elora or at least that's why i think alder ellen anyway i was all like it sounds like elder yeah right here elder right here elder from earlier ellen so mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres, what's DeGeneres? So you got Elder DeGeneres, Degeneration, um, the lost this is, this is qualities of a race. Yeah, I know it is all slick right there. So it's the elders 
degeneration. It's the the it's the elders' loss of their qualities of their race. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah, she's connected. Obviously, we know what she's connected to. Alle- allegedly, right? Yeah, she's she's connected to uh, Jesus Campos, and that's the story that no one really talks about. So when the Las Vegas event happened on the 32nd floor. That's right. She got the only interview, right? And then he disappeared. Yeah. So she got his interview and it looked like a totally different person. And she said, after this interview, we're not talking about this subject anymore. And after that interview, the news stopped talking about the Las Vegas event, handed it over to the FBI Years later, the FBI comes out and says, man, we don't know what happened. And that's it. It's like crazy. I got some trolls in my chat. I'm taking care of. Shout out to them trolls. I mean, the <laughs> the troll as well is, is a meme in a sense. Yeah, it's a sort of egregoric entity that comes out of these forums that springs forth like the devil's in the ink sort of thing where they spring forth from the writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Internet trolls is like connected to the meme stuff. Yeah. Well, and, well, and the, and the internet trolls though, it represents like, imagine if we didn't have the internet, internet trolling in game theory, uh, I think it's called griefing. And you know, if you've ever played an online game before, griefers are people that get enjoyment out of like basically ruining the game for other people at the detriment of themselves. Like you don't win from it, you don't get anything from it other than just the personal satisfaction of other people uh, having a bad time. And those people exist offline too, right? So you got to imagine like there's griefers and there's trolls in real life. The internet just again throws fuel in the fire, lets them get faster at it and be more anonymous. But these are real people that are still thinking and acting like this out in the real world. Do you know that there's troll vessels? It's like this. I didn't know that's kind of where trolls are coming from. No, yeah, it's trolling. That's fishing where you drag a line and the fish, you troll the line and the fish. That sounds like internet trolling, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. The world wide web, you're surfing the web. Yeah. Yeah, you could relate to that. But just like the whole fishing aspect of like, I'm just going to throw this bait out here. Like it's obvious bait and then someone gets outraged and then you just lean into it. And that's classic internet trolling. And what'd you call it? Griefers? Is that what you called it? Yeah, in in game theory, it's called griefers or griefing. And it was was coined uh, in the context of video games, but in real game theory it represents like an actual motivation of somebody in any system. Like game game theory exists outside of just video games, like in just a normal world game theory kind of describes the ways that people approach problems and what they get in terms of satisfaction out of it. Like what's the reason that you read a book? Some people it's about like completionists. Like I just want to read every book ever written by author X um, that's one version of it. Another one is just, I want to know everything about a certain subject. So griefing, it's it's almost like, you know, my point is to just make people feel bad so that I get enjoyment out of it. Did you, do you guys ever see that documentary with Shia LaBeouf and it was about, 
the where he was standing in front of a camera yeah he, he will not divide us and he actually was... I'll, go ahead <laughs> i, no, I, I want i wanted to i wanted to say really quick because donut brought up the marina abramovich um and like her like a few different photos of her and i heard this really interesting theory from david charles plate that just like so this concept of he will not divide us there's a there's a a very compelling argument that i've heard like a theory that shia labeouf got wrapped up in in trolls of his own not not the ones that went and mm-hmm. trolled him in front of the camera but the group that he was running with were these like high level like artsy people the ones that mm-hmm. were like hey dude we should turn this into an art installation and think about it it'll be like an actual art cred thing like his his actual homies that were rolling with him there's a theory that they were trolling him. They were just like, look at this dumb Hollywood bumpkin. He wants to be this high society art like we are, but he'll never be like us. So let's just mess with him and have him do these dumb things. And the theory that David Charles Plate was proposing was that Marina Abramovich might be that same troll, but she's doing it to these high level politicians. She's saying, oh, you guys want to play in the art world? You want to feel like you're important and you've got some kind of creative right brained capabilities? Sure. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Jacob Rothschild, come over here, take a picture with me. Don't mind the, the painting behind us. Don't worry that it's a, a painting of Lucifer. And then, like, tying the Podestas into these weird spirit cooking rituals. It's a way outlandish theory, but it's it's a fascinating one of, like, maybe Marina Abramovich is completely self-aware and she knows that she's dragging these politicians into these controversial areas and she's doing it on purpose the same way that Shia LaBeouf's maybe fake crew of friends were like yeah dude do it this will go really well for you and then it ends up not going so well for him yeah and sam hyde was was a part of that too like towards the end of it he pulled up too but yeah it was like he was being used and it was like it was a shady it was shady connections with a lot of the people that were involved with those art installations and and i guess they were kind of using him as right to to prop it up and the connections that the one guy had we're all shady, but I think, yeah, absolutely. If anything, it would connect to the whole Epstein list that, you know, everyone always talks about and all that stuff where maybe they have, they have dirt on them. You know, that's, that's the, that's been the conspiracy all along that they have dirt on these guys and they're able to control them and make them do stupid things like this stupid art installation. Like, Hey, if you don't do it, guess what? We're going to make a few phone calls and we're going to leak this story or whatever it is. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because it was all about trolling and how everyone was able to show up and and it spread like wildfire. It was all viral. And it was, again, about this this trolling aspect and, and trying to bring it down. And at the very end, they put the flag up and they were able to locate it. They were able to come together as like some sort of organic entity and find the place where it was in this obscure area. And they were able to take it back down, which was which is wild. Yeah. Oh, here's the Danny DeVito art art critic right there. That's a good one. Well, <laughs> I appreciate both y'all jumping on here. I think it's time for some plug in action. You know, go join the Patreon. The link down below. Get a bunch of documentaries and videos. I'll be going live with y'all, hopefully, and covering the Teddy Bears picnic which is about skull and bones. So we're going to watch that live. And I also got a, a huge interview coming up with a doctor on secret societies. That'll be first over on the Patreon.
go subscribe to Paranoid American. I'll put his links down below. And also the one-on-one podcast. You're probably watching over there on one-on-one podcast. I don't know because we both stream in this video. And also get the comic book, the one-on-one page comic book. Chosenone.com, real easy to remember. Yeah, chosenone.com. And and Dona and I are going to be doing a live show every Monday on X. Okay, so from here on out, we're probably going to be doing 9 p.m. Monday nights on X. Follow us over there. Be a part of that. And we'll do it live there, and we'll post afterwards here on YouTube. But obviously, YouTube is censoring. You can't say a lot of things. Yeah, we're going to do like an X show and you can like join in and talk or whatever, like uh, the X hangout thing. Yeah, yeah. X is going to be X is the spot. And I think X marks the spot and somebody's saying X is the ending. So it might be. Who knows? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for tuning in. Put your comments down below is Trump a chaos magician and like the video and share it out. Much love, everybody, and God bless y'all. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.